Oh my God! Happy Leap Day, everybody! Yay! It's true. Once every four years, we had an extra day to February. Actually, every hundred years, we had an extra two days to February. Uh, that is not our problem now, and I do not expect to see another one of those again in my lifetime, unfortunately. Uh, or maybe fortunately, depending on what side of the equation you have to be on. Uh, it is a absolutely fantastic February 29th, 2024. Again, happy leave day. I, um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a cool quirk of the way that man, and by man, I mean humankind has decided to compensate for things he got wrong, like the calendar and shit like that. (laughs) It's true. It does take 365 and roughly one quarter days to go around the sun. Uh, and that's too bad. I'm trying to fit a square peg through a round hole, I suppose, and that's just the best we can come up with. I always love the idea of uh, Leap Day. Anyway, I just always thought it was cool. Uh, as a computer programmer, it has screwed me up over the years, especially when uh, when you don't have like built-in um, functions and stuff to get like end of month, and you have to do it manually from date parts and stuff like that. All my nerds will know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it's just it's always just so funny like to, to do that kind of stuff. But um. It's, yeah, it's just an interesting thing. It always, I always thought it was interesting and just kind of like a good example of exactly like how you can craft a solution out of just like eh, the simplest way. Like we'll all agree to add a day every four years, like all 8 billion of us. That's what we decided to do. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, just checking here on the chat, like, yep, yep, people are starting to show up. That's good, good. That means we're going to have a good uh, good old party. Um, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit more aware of my surroundings. Now, I realize that that's probably good if you're a chick uh, alone walking on the street. I don't usually have that particular problem because not only am I not generally the target of rape or date rape or just, you know, attacks in that sort of way, uh... I'm just not that appealing to most people, it would turn out. But I am super aware of the fact that I massively effed up last week trying to just do my show. I didn't have the recorder set properly. My backup system was not set properly. And then the um, microphone on the camera right there... um, wasn't recording properly and I don't know why that is and now I'm I'm super keen into watching these levels and I don't know if like I can mix the auto audio input capture I just turned that down I think what happens oops, no I think what happens is that it's peeking out and I don't know why it'd be doing that oh because there's a whole nother level there hang on Mike Ox let me turn that down and then I don't peek out. Is this interesting for everybody? Because it really should not be. But I just turned all that down, and we'll see what that does. Oh, there's a little slide right here. See? Uh, nuclear crisis diverted. <laughs> all you donkey fans out there. Donkey, excuse me. Donkey. So, um, yeah, so I totally screwed that up. So I didn't even, I didn't even have a hard drive lunchbox to post to the normal audio you know you can hear a hard rock lunchbox right like we 
we post that. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can do it. And it's actually part of the reason I shifted so much local music to the first hour, because then I can have music. Because everybody that sends me stuff, um, I really do have to set up that autoresponder, but I'll, I'll get to it. But everybody that sends me stuff, it's sort of implied that I have the rights to play it. Uh, if I play it on the show here live, everybody gets get, everybody gets paid through LadScan. So if you see an extra... 0.025 pennies in your account. That's thanks to me, and you're welcome. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll put it on my podcast, the replay, which is the podcast of the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and then you know people can hear. But that's really for you know exposure and promotional purposes only because I'm not making any money off of that either. Um, I have yet to figure out a way to monetize. I know there are some things I could do. I just don't. So um, I'm hoping I do this show for a, another longer amount of time so that I get around to actually doing the monetization. Or somebody feels like doing it for me. That's that's fine. I really just don't know how to do it. And I know there's ways to do it. And I just do, don't have the time. But that's, that's not what I'm here to complain about today. Um, but yeah, so... So yes, totally screwed up. I didn't even have a hard drive lunchbox to post. What I did is I posted the top 20, which is also a podcast. You can see that on, not only can you see that on Stranger TV, that's the video that you can see right here. Like, that's all that. That comes out every Thursday, but also over the weekend I will post, I will post uh, the, the audio. Because the audio for the top 20 and the hard drive lunchbox have always been available through like Libsyn and stuff like that. But that that's, you know... Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts. And, of course, if you just go to the hardrocklunchbox.com, you can see the entire archive. If you ever really want to, like, see how this show has evolved, like, go to hardrocklunchbox.com, scroll all the way to the bottom, and you'll see some of the older shows. They are absolutely awful. <laughs> I mean, they could not be awful. Um, but, yeah, so I didn't have any of that. So I actually had a post-it from the camera mic which I had to sort of Frankenstein it together because there were, like, dropouts and stuff. There's no, like, none of the applause comes through, like, none of this. That's not in there because it's not out there. It's here and in here, you know what I mean? Uh, so I had to do all that, and, like, add the bed underneath. It was, just, it was just a big pain in the ass. Way too much work for 20 minutes of, uh, of audio, but I feel like I screwed it up, so it was my responsibility to fix it, so I did my best. I did my best. But anyway, so I'm making sure that everything is on... Everything's recording there. I can't check the backup system now. I will check it right after the show because that's usually a good fallback for me. Um, but I'm just making sure everything's kind of running. Uh, so we're going to go through a little bit of uh, light housekeeping here because that's one of the things that we do. And I know everybody's excited. Uh, so like I said, there is another top 20. It is still out. Like it's, you know, the audio isn't as good as it normally is, but the video is just as bad as it always is. So don't expect it. Like this doesn't get any better because the audio quality doesn't Although I am considering shaving. I know that seems like a non sequitur, but it's true. I am, I am considering shaving. So as much as I like the beard, because I do, I like pondering. Like this is, you, you can't see this on radio, so you'd have to watch the top 20, but it's like, hmm, yes, that's why all the great thinkers always have statues. They always have beards because they were like, mm, yes, okay, yes. And that's how people think of stuff like calculus and gravity. Um, so I like having it. I don't I don't really know why. I mean, it's funny to me that, like, hair grows off my face. I'm, I suppose if I was a chick, I wouldn't think it was funny. But, like, I'm not. So I don't really have that problem. But I don't know. I like having it. 
as a thing, and I usually get tired of it by now, but I'm not tired of it. But I do realize that um, it makes me look older than I am, and I don't need like to look older to buy beer anymore. Like I'm, I'm past that stage. In case you were wondering, thank you for asking. Um, but it does make me look a little bit older. Like I was going for more distinguished and like you know, like kind of. Uh, person you would ask a question but like i don't know man i really don't i'm thinking i'm at the uh, at the point where i'm about to shave it down again i think the true test will be after the first soccer game which is going to be like march 17th uh once we get past that i'll need the probably the facial warmth because you know march is still very cold and stuff like that but i'll figure it out but as i look like i really i really am noticing how much older i look with the beard i don't i don't know that i need to or want to look older and since I don't have like one of those sunken chin kind of things, like I don't like, I probably should like, I could do this. I could walk around like that. I look like Rutherford B. Hayes all day. <sighs> it's amazing how fast I can ruin a show, isn't it? Lighthouse TV. So I have the uh, the top twenties there. Uh, it's Namaste bitches because that just seemed fine to me and I was just having having a bit of a week because and again, like not having a better week is like what a year this week has been. Am I right? Yeah, everybody. Um, so, but I talk a little bit about the death of Alexei Navalny and I talk about basically what I think of Tucker Carlson and people that like Tucker Carlson uh, and why we really need to kind of stop supporting people like Tucker Carlson. But it's the same argument, like why we need to stop supporting big businesses and all that other stuff. Um I did notice something. Um, oh, I talk about the great Republican exodus. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is stepping down in November. I did not read the reasons. I mean, he's old as dirt, so it could just be that. But there's a lot of long-running, long-standing Republicans that are just abandoning politics in the party uh, because the MAGA Republicans are just impossible to deal with, and they don't have the interest of the country um, at heart, which I find very disturbing because, like, that is all the more reason for people like Mitt Romney and a bunch of the other centrists to sort of stay in the Republican Party, not just abandon it to the to the animals that are coming up. Like, that's that's really bad. I mean, the only thing I can really hope for is that the rest of the Americans are just tired of MAGA Republicans. I forget what comedian it is, but I know it's really it always makes me laugh uh, when he's like. Oh, I think it's Tom Segura, actually. But I think other comedians have done this. Where Tom Segura, like, asks the audience, he's like, you know, we talked about, like, people pride, people's pride in their ethnicity. And they're like, you know, are there any Italians here? And I was like, woo, yeah. And then he's just like, aren't you, aren't the rest of you just tired of them? Like, I feel like we might be turning the corner on this, this MAGA thing. I will say, uh, I haven't been following a lot of politics, but I have been following some of the discourse and dis- discussion on what's going on between Trump and Nikki Haley for the Republican primary and what the key takeaway, I think, is for anybody that's following any of that is that Trump is is basically an incumbent. He's running basically as an incumbent, and since he you know thinks he still won the 2020 election, I guess that would actually, in his mind, make him an incumbent there as well. But he is you know beating Nikki Haley every single time, but he is not wiping the floor with her. Like... Like at all, and you know, Nikki's picking up anywhere from like thirty to forty percent of the vote, kind of everywhere she goes. In, in all four primaries so far, uh, Trump is like about fifty something percent 
of the of the electorate of the of the primary voters, which is not everybody. A lot of people don't vote in primaries, but like that says to me that within that own in their own party, not everybody is unified behind Donald Trump, which was not necessarily the case when he ran in 2016. It's not even necessarily the case when he ran in 2020. I think the thing that that got Joe Biden elected, you know, I think a lot of people voted for Joe Biden because of name recognition and all that other stuff. But I also think that um, the thing that got him, that pushed him over and gave him the largest, honest, honestly, the largest popular vote in the history of any presidential election was the not Trump voters, right? Which are a select kind of group. Like, I'm not a not Trump voter. Like, I would vote for Trump if he would just knock off all the, the nonsense that he's doing. Like, back in 2016, like, I seriously considered it. Like, vote, like thought that was maybe maybe something but like you know like he's he's gone completely off the rails since that time and there is absolutely no way i would vote for him so i i take that back i'm definitely a not trump but that's not my my main thing i vote for issues not necessarily against them but what i'm finding and what they're saying in these republican primaries is you have a lot of nikki haley supporters they're supporting her not necessarily because they're pro nikki haley but because they do not want trump to be their nominee for a couple reasons one He's a criminal. Like, whether you want to believe that or not, like, he is. This is not some grand conspiracy of, of like, all these things that are happening. Like, he definitely raped E. Jean Carroll. He definitely defamed her twice and then kept losing those suits. He definitely committed fraud in New York City, and that's why he lost that lawsuit and now has to pay somewhere between 350 and $450 million. And he is banned from holding, you know, office in his... Um, in his company, in doing business in his company in New York for three years. Although the judge just walked that back and let his son stay on temporarily, but it's only a transitional thing. But, like, dude, the guy just got banned from doing business in New York. Like, that doesn't sound like a good dude. And we let a lot of bad dudes do a lot of bad stuff. Like, that's how bad that that was. So... Anyway, so what I'm finding interesting is that there's a lot of Nikki Haley voters that just will not vote for Trump in the in the fall, which means that like he's not going to have the full support of 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 his party going into the fall, which he would need honestly to beat Biden because the Democrats are fairly united behind Biden because yes, he's old. No, it's not a big as big a problem as people like I hate hearing the man speak. Like it's just at this point just stop. But the reality is, like, the economy's doing well, jobs are doing great, you know, we do have these wars that are kind of going on, and we need help with that. The border is an absolute mess, but it does seem like he is trying to take advantage, uh, trying to, to trying to rectify some of that situation. And honestly, if he gets it done by November, he's probably, gonna, he's probably just going to sweep the Dems, and they're, you know, if all the Dems vote, and then half the Republicans vote, then... We'll do that way. And hopefully down ticket, that'll affect things, too, because a lot of these MAGA Republicans are really causing a lot of problems. Problem is, not a lot lot of people are talking about it. Like, my personal favorite thing is all the MAGA Republicans that are doing, like, big things about, like, all the infrastructure money that they got, that they all voted against, by the way. That one point whatever trillion dollar infrastructure package, every MAGA Republican voted against it. And now you have, like, ProPublica sources that are just keep posting all these hysterical things of these MAGA congressional Republicans that are taking full credit for this new bridge that they got or this new construction project or new infrastructure. But they voted against it like that's what we're people are trying to get that information out to other people but anyway 
And then, if you, of course, you watch what's going on with the Supreme Court this week, like you're just going to be completely, completely disgusted. But I'm still on Lighthouse Keeping. So let's uh, let's do that. Uh, so Rebel 9, a couple things going on, um, if you haven't noticed. So um, we posted up the Into the Afternoon drum playthrough with Noodle. If you want to check that out, uh, it's we're going to do a drum playthrough for all four of the releases here because it's not something we've done in the past, and we as a band have kind of agreed to do that. It's kind of a cool little thing to sort of add on there. Uh, Kaz has his playthrough for Side Out. We opted to not do one for Into the Afternoon because we didn't. But Kaz and I are probably going to do a dual guitar playthrough for Aaliyah once that comes out. Because Aaliyah, the song, comes out tomorrow, March 1st. Uh, so get that everywhere. You can pre-order or pre-save it or whatever you do on Spotify. You can get it on Apple. All the all the usual places. It's going to go absolutely everywhere, just like always. Um, Aaliyah came out incredibly well, in my opinion. I am very psyched to hear people's opinions of it. Uh, it's a very like a detailed a very deep meaning song for me personally. In fact, um, I finally got the lyric video back for it. I have, I haven't decided if I'm going to post that tomorrow or wait two weeks. I got to figure that out. Got to figure it out today. Um, if anybody has any opinions, please feel free to throw it in the chat. Um, I just, I feel like it'll be a better tool to promote later. Like I'll promote the song now and then promote the lyric video in two or three weeks. I think that's, probably a better way to do things plus i'm still working on the into the afternoon lyric video that thing has been a train wreck i will talk to you about that when i have more time also this week i released a video of um quiet mind live from revolution it's from 2015 and i just found it in our video feed and i had it listed as private and i probably just never got around to releasing it so if you actually want to check out like kind of a cool old video of Quiet Mind, it's it's from right before the Reality Crush came out, so it's like June or July of 2015, and then you know we did the Reality Crush came out in October of of 2015. So like this, I even mentioned it in the video that we're about to release this record. So it's a cool little nostalgic look. If you want to just go to you know YouTube.com/slash Rebel Nine Band or whatever. Just Rebel 9 on YouTube, and you'll find it. It's one of the newer videos that we just released, even though it is from 2015. But it was a cool thing to sort of check out. I personally was interested in checking out what I was able to fit in back then, because I was about 30 pounds lighter. So, And I still have all those clothes, so that's uh, going to be my new goal right there. Um, so yeah, as I said, Aaliyah comes out tomorrow. We have one more song, one more single from this batch. It's called Inside. It'll be out in about two to three months. Uh, we are also working on, as I mentioned, the Razorblade Diaries Live is being mixed. I've ha- I have three of the songs already mixed. We're going to do the other three, and then we're going to master the whole thing. And I'm probably going to drop another mistake as the lead single from that earlier than Inside, but I just don't know yet, so pay attention. Keep uh, keep up to date with uh, all Rebel 9 stuff, although the Rebel 9 website is, is woefully out of date. That's completely my fault. i got to do a much better job of that. Um, Taking my podcast, the Saint Asonia, Saint Asonia video. That's Sonia. It's 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 Adam. Adam Gautier from Three Days Grace at Saint Asonia is uh, the interview. I uh, haven't got a chance to check it out. I did see some of the shorts though, so do check that out. Discussions and drinks. Uh, they talk about their California trip. I'm probably going to listen to that when I walk this afternoon. So I'll have to let you know uh, next uh, next week how that goes. Uh, other things. Um, other things that we got going on on uh, 
we have upcoming shows. So our first show of the year is going to be March 30th. Uh, we're going to be up at Lucy's, the garage at Lucy's in Pleasantville, New York. It's just shy of two hours north of here. Uh, so if you're in the area or you know anybody in the area, we'd really appreciate anybody just kind of stopping in. Just to even just check us out so the place isn't empty. We're going to open because it's our first time there, and that's really the right way to do things. Uh, but we're going to be up there with 10 Ton Mojo and Hunter Road. So it's going to be a really good show, so I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, our first home show is uh, April 19th at Mr. Beery's. Um, I'm trying to put together another Unplugged. I'm hitting some sort of speed bumps with you know, people I'm trying to work with, uh, but I will follow up on that when I get some time. So it's basically it for this. Um, I know it's getting late in the show, so I'm going to make this quick. Um, one of the things that, like, has really become kind of a focus for me, and I, and I suppose it's interesting in a way that it's a focus for me now, given the fact that I put two, two kids through, um, through the public school system, and Charlotte we kind of pulled out. We pulled her out of the school system, and it wasn't sort of intentional. It was just sort of working out. Um, Charlotte was one of the handful of kids that actually exceeded and excelled during COVID. She does much better remotely because she's not being distracted by, you know, boys, you know, and their nonsense really, um, cause boys really aren't her thing, but like they are terribly disruptive. And yeah, Charlotte was in all the honors classes, but all classes are not honors classes. So like, you know, the boys watching porn and shop really used to cause quite a commotion, really just distracted her from doing her job. Charlotte is one of those people, and she'll self-identify as a nerd right now, uh, that just actively, she likes to learn. She loves education. She's in a math academy right now, Jamie York Math Academy, that she does not need to be in. Uh, she's basically learning calculus for the fun of it. Um, it doesn't, she's already been accepted to at least one of the colleges she's, she's signed. She's already graduated high school. She's got her, she's got her uh, GED already. Uh, so she's already out of school, but like, because, because she was homeschooled and we went that route, like she avoided a lot of stuff that goes on in high school. And I do remember when Corey graduated, he did not have the best time. I mean, he had some really good friends and stuff in high school, but he did not like particularly the people in school. And I didn't really realize how bad it was until we went to his graduation and I saw the absolute animals that he was going to school with. And I realized immediately what that problem was. So even though we didn't intentionally pull Charlotte out because of like the, the, just the chaos that is public high school, um, now uh, I'm glad we did. It was that it probably would have been a consideration had she gone. Um, but you know, again, this is not something new, right? Like it's high school's been bad, bad for years, and I've said forever that like there's really only two times that you're forced to be with the population at large. Uh, against your will and that's in jail and in school and that is not meant to be a joke it's meant to be accurate i mean you can laugh if you want you can applause but it's meant to be accurate i don't know many people at all that do i mean i don't know anybody actually off the top of my head that didn't experience some sort of level of bullying or really bad stuff in school like some some physical abuse like i've told my kids that i was actually hit by my principal in elementary school like i was thrown up against the stage in in the lunchroom like can you imagine that right now i mean i used to fight all the time i i was a poor kid with some serious you know chips on my shoulder uh, you know like i had i had some actual social problems i know shocker right 
I had some actual social problems. So I used to fight a lot. And I don't know. I don't necessarily know that I was bullied at that time because I really, I probably deserved a lot of what I got. But like, I do know that there was plenty of people that were plenty of people that were being bullied when I went to school. And I know that when I talk to people now, like everybody's got a story about being bullied when they went to school. More, you know, some some you know people were, uh, you know, had to deal with like you know, lecherous teachers and stuff, some of the, you know, women and stuff like that. Um, but like, there's a lot of bad shit that goes on in public school because you're dealing directly with the public. And, uh, the, the problem, the problem is partially the institution and the way society works, but really the problem is the public. It is those elements of the public. And we talk about it here all the time. It could be like MAGA people. It could be, you know, the the neo-Nazis that are really kind of coming back in a big way. All all the America First people. Like, there's a lot of people that are really not smart enough to be commenting commenting on the social discourse but feel the need to do it anyway. And and now with the advent of the Internet, they feel more empowered and more emboldened. And certainly after our last president, they feel like they're almost correct in a certain way to feel and talk about these ways. I mean, the the simple fact that we have a former president of the United States talking about how, you know, the, the, the invasion of illegals are poisoning the bloodline. I'm like, dude, that is straight out of pre World War II Germany. And that's exactly what we fought against, that sort of Nazi, fascist, America first sort of attitude. And it's it's scary. So, like, there's a lot of people out there that are really, like, doing the wrong thing because they think they're doing the right thing. And the simple fact that, like, just bullying, just bullying alone is going on so rampantly and so unchallenged in schools just says everything you need to know. I pulled this thing from the Pew Research Center because I thought it was interesting. It was basically from 2023, November 23. It was nine facts about bullying in the U.S. And I'm just going to run through them really quick. And I promise I'll get to some music really soon. Uh, number one, bullying is among parents' top concern for their children, which is very true. Uh, the top one is actually struggling with anxiety or depression. And the second one is being bullied. But, of course, being bullied feeds that top one as well because you definitely don't get bullied every day, all day at school and then feel good about things afterwards. Um, two, about half of U.S. teens, 53%, say online harassment and online bullying are a major problem for people their age. Number three, nearly half of U.S. teens have been cyberbullied. Dude, <laughs> like half, half. Four, older teen girls are especially likely to have uh, experienced bullying online. Uh, some 54% of girls ages 15 to 17 have experienced at least one cyberbullying behavior. That's cyberbullying, right? That's not just like calling, making fun of somebody. That's literally defined. That's, cyberbullying has a very, like, a very solid definition. That's more than half. Five uh, white, black, and Hispanic teens have all encountered online bullying at some point. Their experiences differ. Six. During the 2019-2020 school year, around 2 in 10 U.S. middle and high school students said they were bullied, physically bullied at school. 2 in 10. That's 20%. And they say that. They say that. But it goes on to say um, fewer than half of middle school and high schoolers were bullied at high school, that were bullied at high school, said they notified a teacher. So that 2 in 10, that's fewer than half notified a teacher, right? So that's probably closer to like 4 and 10. Now we're getting up to like almost half the kids in school are getting bullied. Uh, number 7, the classroom is the most common location of bullying that occurred at school. 
number nine, in 2021, high schoolers who are gay, lesbian, or bisexual were about twice as likely as their heterosexual counterparts to say they've been bullied both at school and online. These are just straight-up statistics, and these are not like one in a hundred. These are like multiple dual-digit percentages of people that are being bullied in school. And the fact that they can't curtail it just speaks to the unwillingness of the administration and the, the supervisors in school to do anything about it. But it really, really speaks to the absolute pieces of garbage that are raising these other pieces of garbage and then sending them to public school. Because I have to tell you, if you have a kid that thinks it's okay to torture and bully another kid, you have failed as a parent. And you will never convince me otherwise. Even if you've got a bad seed, yo, you break that bad seed. You break that bad seed or somebody else really ought to. I will tell you, I have fantasized for years of coming up with some sort of, you know, um, who are they? The Guardian Angels in New York City meets 21 Jump Street meets my bodyguard. Because I would love to actually have a service where you as a bullied student can contact us and we send somebody in to kick the ever-loving shit out of whoever is bullying you. It won't fix the problem because as soon as we're gone, that bullying will continue. So I think we also need to include, for free, this month only, a ass-kicking for the parents of that person, too. And then we'll just extend that for a year. I think that would be a really good I will say I was so moved by people's stories, people I know and people I care about, like people that have experienced these these level of things over the years. And I've been moved by it for as long as I can remember. And just it's growing and growing. And when you care about somebody like you, you, you hear these things and you just you want to go you want to reach back through time and s- simply just strangle the people that have done this. Right. You really do. Like, I mean, I know I do. Like, it's almost like a like a kind of a rage sort of anxiety thing that I that I suffer. And I know it really topped off for me when that young uh, woman in New Jersey basically killed herself because she had been bullied so badly and they videotaped it. They, they videotaped beating her up and then posted it online. I talked about it ad nauseum at the time uh, because I was just so disturbed by it. And that in conjunction with like all the stories that have been entrusted to me over the years of other people that have experienced these things really just sort of pushed it over the top. And for me... I started to wish that honestly, instead of these poor tortured souls taking their own lives as an escape, I just wish there was a way for them to take the lives of those bullies instead. And I know that that's dark and that's not exactly what we want to preach here, but I do think that maybe if we can figure out a way to get rid of the bullies, then maybe we don't have to worry about bullying can solve the problem right at its source. We'll stem the bully. We'll stem the people that caused the bullying. We'll stem the people that caused bullies to even exist in the first place. These parents, these absent parents, these worthless parents that are raising these worthless children that are leading these worthless lives and inflicting so much damage. Maybe, maybe, instead of just taking their own lives, these poor victims of of this, Maybe they just take them out first or take them out instead. And that is.
is what Aaliyah is about. Follow me and let's see everything that you've been told.